The following podcast contains foul language, terrible humor, and spoilers. You have been warned. And welcome to another episode of Snap, Crackle and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Josh. I am your host this evening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a very special episode. Uh, well, a very special stream this time around. Uh, we are actually interviewing the creator of Inspire Isles, as you can see here. Very nice. Um, Rich. Welcome, Rich. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rich. Thank you for having me on. No, not a problem. Brilliant. Thank it's you. Very exciting <laughs> to talk about stuff. <laughs> Uh, and also, obviously, Ralph, our boy, is here as well. <laughs> the it's, usual it's host. me. Hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you want to start off telling us a little bit about Inspire Isles? And then we can mm-hmm. get into a bit of the questioning. So, this is, a, it was a fa- it's, only, it's, only, it's only about, I've been only working on it for about a year and a half now. Um, I say only, that's quite, quite a while, but. Um, it, the concept kind of um, came from uh, running a teenage uh, tabletop role-playing ring group in my local area, Canesham. Um, we moved house, me and my partner, with our, with our one child at the time. And I walked into a, a, a charity setting and just asked them if I could do um, role-playing games with kids in the local area. And they said, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then it built up from there and I sort of established my own kind of semi-business with hatchlings it's called hatchlings tabletop for teenagers and uh and then in Spryles comes from um a kind of want and a need to sort of produce something for them for the kids in the group something they can get behind something they can play test and then something i can take beyond the sort of role-playing aspect and go into schools and educational settings and use it as a, as a, as a sort of uh, educational tool um, and that's the ultimate aim of it, really, um, is to take it into these educational settings, really. Mm. Wow. So, as, as, like, as far as I um, I know about it, you started, uh, didn't you start playing D&D with teenagers and you found that it was, it was a bit of like a, kind of like a disconnect? Because obviously mm. Dungeons and Dragons, you play an adult. Yeah. Um, not really like a, <clears throat> sort of a... Uh, a foundation for playing as like a teenager as a child you just sort of say oh i'm a you know i'm a child yeah there was a disconnect from both of us i think a little bit i mean i'm used to play i've been playing D since that since the 80s late 80s but um um there's a disconnect from both sides because the kids uh, obviously couldn't quite get into the um there's a lot of scenes in taverns there's a lot of scenarios with where there's a lot of uh killing and kind of like um uh, there's a lot of quite heavy political things if you want to bring them in mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and ethical quandaries all sorts of things like this and uh and, and it's some sometimes it lost the kids quite quite badly um and from my side i kind of wanted to uh play something that reminded me a little bit of my of nostalgic eight of the 80s and things like i talk about inspirals is, is is mainly sort of inspired by these 80s fantasy films like the never any story and uh labyrinth and dark crystal all these yeah. ones I grew up with and um I couldn't get that enough across without uh creating my own setting I didn't feel like these mm. pr- the pre-made modules or even a campaign setting um it didn't come across quite uh I think as well as I'd hoped it had 
you would have to change it. It was basically a just becoming a new game. Yeah, because Inspir- <laughs> mm. started as, as a fifth edition sort of um, module, really. Mm. Yeah. And then I realised very quickly that I, there was so many ideas I had that I wanted to, um, you know, uh, remove myself from that core, that core rule set. And the kind of, even the concept and, you know, like, even the concept of, uh, of alignment really, really irritated me. It's always irritated me. Because I'm, I'm, really, I'm a really big believer that, that, that everything, everyone's grey, you know, that people can do bad acts, people can do bad deeds, and, mm-hmm. they, and, and adversely they can do really good, good for the world. Yeah. Um, given the right stimulus. So I, I don't like this whole lawful evil stuff and things. It's a bit constraining, I think, a mm-hmm. lot of the time. People tend to like, oh, you've got to pick an alignment and then they have to play like that and they never deviate from it, I think. Yeah, but, um, but no person's like that, are they? No person's no, like that. No, no. Um, so uh, you play as a foundling? Yes. Yeah, so that is like, um, for want of a better word, that is like your player character. Is it a, a race, would you say, or...? No, so so to? the concept is based on uh, a Celtic myth uh, of changelings. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they um, they basically kidnap children, and replace them with themselves, and they act they act up for the for the for the parents that have lost their child, their infant, and they they kind of cause chaos mm-hmm. and all these things. Um, and the idea is that the the, the player characters um, were kidnapped as infants, taken to the Inspirals by these changelings because the whole concept behind the whole game is, is the idea of belief and every single every single uh race every single uh person in this inspirals setting is is trying to collect belief and to, to make sure that the land doesn't crumble and the seas don't boil very much like the never-ending story where that where that, that where that region and that whole kingdom was crumbling um because because bastian needed to believe in the world the character of Neverend Story. So, um, even if you're a malevolent, a perceived malevolent creature or something in this world, they're still trying to collect belief for the greater good. Yeah. Well, I suppose even malevolent creatures need a, to live. a world to live on. Yeah. Don't they? Exactly. Yeah. There's still like, a sense of exactly. self-preservation yeah. in that yeah. sense, even you know. Yeah. So, 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 so the changelings kidnapped these infants to collect belief because fear creates belief as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. As it as it does. Yeah. You know, if you fear something, you believe in it more. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Gotcha. So 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 again, it's very grey. It's not to do with like morals or anything. It's to do with uh, actual physical. It's a physical energy, a manifestation of something. So your player characters brought and 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 what the deal they struck with these changelings because they were collecting so much belief from doing this thing, is that the, the sort of like. Um, the sort of uh, goodly races of this of this kingdom would be allowed to adopt these a certain amount of these 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 foundlings. That's why they're called foundlings. So they take these infants and they bring them up. They they adopt them and they they raise them. And that's how it's established. So you're a, gonna... you're a human character. You're a human child. And. Uh, um... One question I was uh, I was thinking about as I was like um, reading it through. Now you say that there is um, different like uh, like, se- like uh, segregations of phase. That yeah, the can friends. Kidnap you. Like diff- yeah, the friends. There's like different groups. There's uh, between like about six or nine of them, I think, isn't there? Yeah. Um, does do you get do you get to choose when you make your character which phase adopt you? Yes. 
that's exactly that's exactly what you do. So um, the very simple the very simple concept behind it is you don't have a class, you have an adopted friend, mm. right? And that adopted friend, depending on what, so, so you've got you've got they're based again they're based on Irish, uh, Cornish, Welsh, Scottish uh, mythology. Mm-hmm. So there's things like knockers, pixies. Um, uh, there's all sorts, there's, and there's ones I made up that are sort of like the giant kin. They're sort of, they're called giant held, and 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 worm bitten, which are like half dragons. Um, and depending on what they do, they've got different inherent abilities. The actual fae, fae friends, mm-hmm. and what the what the what the player characters do is they 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 drink belief, or they inhale belief, or they swim in belief, right? Pure belief, unfiltered. And they can they learn how to use these abilities from their adopted families. Cool. So, so, yeah. No, I was going to say so because I, I was trying to like wrap my head around it. Where, like, so there's like um, almost like a, a physical difference depending on like the fae like group that you choose the the, the friend yeah. the friend yeah. that you choose in that world. So a bit <clears> like <throat> kind of a bit like a class is you know you might, might get like. Um, if you choose uh, the the giant king, you mm-hmm. might be stronger. Yep, yep. That's exactly like, it. That's exactly it. Cool. So, like a knocker who who the old knockers live in the mines, the Cornish tin mines, for instance, the Welsh tin mines, places like that. They they uh, they have they, they can see in the dark. They're the only race that can see in the dark. And uh, that the if you pick that as your as your as your friend, your family of friends, um, you can start to you drink. You basically wash your eyes with belief. And it allows you to see in the dark eventually. Cool. Wow. Nice. Cool. Yes. I like that it's only one, like, oh, I was going to say race that is able to see in the dark because yeah. playing D and D, it seems like every bloody race can see it in the dark. Mm. Yeah, like, it's one of humans. my pet peeves. <laughs> except for you, like, is it, like the only happens. people, like, <laughs> you'll be playing, like, you know, it's, the amount of times you've been playing like D and D, like DM would be like. <sighs> Who can see in the dark? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. as you come to a yep. tunnel, it's like yeah. you know, yeah. it's really annoying. But like, yeah, I'm a I'm a dwarf. I was playing dwarf. Yeah. So I can see I, in the dark. I mean, Elves literally, see in the dark. Like, like at this point, generally, whenever I play games, and if I have a human within like the first two levels, I give them like uh, a goggles of night vision because at any point, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everyone can mm-hmm. see in the dark. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see in the dark. It's fine. <laughs> like you know, and then you just but, run it in the same yeah. way that you would if they just could if it was well lit. I mean, there's multiple there's multiple reasons why I've I've kept it simple. Um, one of the reasons is is just is to streamline it. Mm-hmm. One the other reason is to have to, the the players feel like they're specialised in something, feel like they they there's a unique gift they've been given. Yeah. Because of all that all the time all the time and effort they've made been you know adjusting to this new life with this this particular race or friend. Um. Yeah, um, I've actually gained but, something from it. But, like, yeah, exactly. But beyond yeah. that, it gives them identity as well. And the the, the very the very uh, to go to go on further with this. Um, so the other thing, the other big part of of the world is is is, is a is a kind of like a section of gods that are called the inspired, and mm. they were kind of born from a giant being butchered, basically. Yeah. So... Like like all like all creation myths, they're always quite dark. And yeah. Quite yeah. Gory. It's just... And, um, uh, cre- uh, uh, <coughs> life begets from violence. Uh, violence begets life, in the sense. Uh, yeah, I was actually gonna talk about that. Sort of like, yeah. Uh, what's sort of like 
I suppose like the deeper lore or maybe some of like the creation, the creation myth per se, since you were kind of. Yeah, so they were born that. from this giant and they, they represent some of his organs. So like um, Kilner, who's like um, a fire god, he's, um, he was born from, from Gogmagol's Gog the giant's name. He was born from his, from his heart and uh, Aethelin from his bladder and uh, Vaughn from his lungs and uh, a grain from his body. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and they basically came to life and, and they were raised by the, by, by the person or by the entity that actually murdered the giant because <laughs> she felt guilty. Right, yeah. <laughs> so she, he was, she raised them and they, they, they grew in power. And, but, but the idea is that the idea of it is, is, is that they exist in the world. They're not like, they're not like abstract, they're not anything like that. They, mm -hmm. they walk about the towns and stuff. They've got their own businesses. And part of the Inspiral's idea is that the kids will learn about life skills. They'll learn about like working. They'll learn about like those environments before they go to college or whatever, because they're mm. going to be teenagers at yeah. different ages. And uh, if you if you if you if your patron is Kilner, for instance, which is the fire god, um, you work. With, you can work in his forge, and you can create weapons and armor, and you can wow. become like you can go different levels of like expertise. And, you, and the more, the higher you go, the more belief you earn, obviously. Mm. Um, similarly with um, Aethelin, uh, they've got a, um, uh, a bathhouse, like in Spirited Away. Um, so they own this bathhouse, which all the, all, the ra all the friends and races go there um, to like relax and obviously get treatments and stuff. Uh, and you can work there in different levels again. You can be like a foreman or you can be like a, you know, like some, even a cleaner or something or like a chef. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All these things, uh, right up to like a like a therapist. <laughs> That's cool. Like I, I, th I think it's really good to sort of like in in like uh, incorporate that aspect of it. Um, you know, I, I always say there's like a major flaw in like the education system in the fact that mm. like how can you expect like teenagers Man, yeah. to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives? Like, you know, I, I was lucky in that, you know, yeah. I always I always loved history. I always loved mythology and I just kept doing it. Am I, yeah. am I using it now? Not really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. not in a work sense at yeah. the very mm -hmm. least. Yeah. Um, and I think the more you can sort of like um, sort of uh, impart that kind of like experience um, yeah. sort of make yeah. it like a... Cause it's something that's not really talked about in schools, is it? You know. No, I can I can agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. Like like the practical side of life is very very rarely explored in school. Mm -hmm. You know, they got these. You got the Steiner schools in the UK. You know, like that 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 do you do beekeeping? You do like you know outdoor activities, and you, it's more it's more in, it's more kind of like set towards um, a future future kind of aspirational thing with the kids. Um, but my game. The game Inspirals aims to, it's almost like an introduction to all these things. The same way that the sign language is an introduction. It's not, it's not, it's a, it's not a robust language. Yeah. It's just, mm. it's using the alphabet. It's about deaf awareness. It's about introducing that people have this disability. Uh, a lot of the, most of these people are proud of their disability, you know, and a lot of people struggle with the communication society mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because not, not enough other people know the language. It's something that I I, I noticed. Uh, I, I know uh, Ralph uh, will have as well. Like working yeah. in game, we had a few um, a few deaf customers. Yeah. Um, you know, and we always tried. You know, 
you try to you try to communicate but without knowing mm. like sign language is so hard and it just ends up like you mm. get pen and paper and they write down like what they yeah, want yeah. Like, hell, and, it, and it, it's a real shame like i mm. you know i wish i knew knew more about it and i wish i'd known it from like an earlier age and obviously like the earlier you start learning it mm. the easier you pick it up the more yeah. like intuitive it becomes mm. you know um they're a big portion of like the population you've got it like yeah it's r- r- kind of harsh i suppose yeah, yeah. So as, I mean, it's like but, segregated, like like this. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like there are um, sort of certain schools of thought, isn't it, that um, you can effectively teach uh, your infant sign language uh, and help them communicate uh, using sign language before they can actually physically be able to yep. speak. Definitely, um, there's there's baby sign language, there's all sorts of things. Mm. You know, there's Makaton. There's science supported English. There's, there's lots of avenues you can go down. Um, the, the, the thing is, though, I've been working in a, in a, in a deaf charity for, for over a decade now, and um, I wanted to. I really wanted to bring my passion for that. Yeah. I do have a lot of passion for it. Um, to to role playing, which I was, mm. is my dual passion. So it just seemed like a natural step, and I think that it's come at such a great time because. Um, a mother and child uh, campaigned recently um, this year, at the beginning of this year, for a GCSE in British Sign Language mm. in all schools, and it seems like they've won. So That's great. What it means for me and this game is it, mine would be a an extracurricular thing. There would be an introduction to that GCSE, which is just absolutely yeah. ideal. Yeah, and it's such a good way to learn. Like realistic, yeah. you know, like people have been talking about like the gainification since I was in school, like, you know, um, and it didn't help that none of the teachers played games. So they didn't really understand like nah, the gaming nah. aspect of it. Mm-hmm, but nah. like, you know, you chuck a decent leveling system in anything and like, a, you know, or a decent grinding oh. system in anything. Mm-hmm. And like kids are going to be all <laughs> over that. Cause it's like, Absolutely it's, you mad. know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, the yeah. amount of hours I've spent on Monster Hunter grinding for gems. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah. it's a response yeah. reward system. As long yeah. as you're constantly getting rewarded for your yeah. efforts yeah. and you're getting that dopamine rush from Ooh. being like, hey, well done. Here's a gem or here's, here's yeah. like a something yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it spurs you on. Yeah. And as long as, as long as as long as the stuff around it is is built with it, like I said, talked about earlier before the stream, I was talking about integrity. As long as the stuff's built with integrity and it's got the right intentions yeah. and it's not, it's not trying to manipulate anyone. It's just trying to impart a little bit of kind of altruism and a little bit of kind of uh, education onto people, you know, in a fun way. You know, I think that's really good. I think, I think, I think I'm just glad the stigmas behind gaming and gaming culture is starting to dip away. You know, like Dungeons and Dragons up until, you know, last three, three or four years, it's, it's, it's gone from slightly stigmatized to, um, to being the most popular, like, uh, sort of like activity for young young women in the US, you know, young women in the US. Yeah, it's like it's the, the top thing that they play in role playing games. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. There's been such a stigma around like uh, female gamers in general. Oh, you know, man. like just, um, yeah. my, my part, my partner's <laughs> my partner's been gaming longer than I have, and like yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> something that she's had to deal with, and I've seen it happen. You know, like being mm. like Comic Con. Or whatever and there's like mm-hmm. it's 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 the well actually guys you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gatekeepers well actually, you know yeah. gatekeepers you've yeah. usually got a neck beard you know they can't grow it on the chin they can't grow it on the <laughs> sides like you know it's only underneath <laughs> I, I was, like i mean 
uh, kind of getting into sort of the uh, um, uh, sign language side of things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've got uh, one of our other co-hosts, uh, Leanne. She's she's asked us on our chat here on Facebook um, if there is a scope to add more than just the alphabet, maybe in an expansion uh, somewhere down the line. Yep. Yeah, so so. Uh... I'll have to reveal it now. Um, so, uh, oh, yeah. Don't have to so, <laughs> no, I do. I do have to reveal it. No, I want to answer. I want to answer a question definitely. Um, so it starts off with the alphabet, and then we've got um, uh, an array, but a, sim- a basic array of uh, uh, world-specific signs. Um, mm. So f- fire and uh, all sorts of things like that. Because part of the game as well, you go to um, you travel back to Earth. Wow. Yeah. Right, and this is the other big aspect. There's three aspects of the game. One is uh, the sign language and deaf awareness. Mm-hmm. The second one is 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 the um, is the life skills and the gods, and the third element is empathy. And what you do is to collect belief. You have to help children, your peer group, on Earth, and then okay. take it back to the world. Yeah, so, so a bit like uh, inspired by Monster, you know, Monsters Inc. Where yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, I was they, just they about to say. <laughs> It's a bit similar to that, so 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 it evolved into like they've got different techniques, but they have to create they have to create magic in these kids. They have to they have to believe in in some magic again. Mm. Mm. So if a kid's struggling with something, they're getting bullied or anything like that. They, the, the the Grail Guide, which is our version of the GM, can can bring that into into their adventure that they write. Okay. You know. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And they can sort of like try and overcome <clears throat> that like aspect of their lives in. In like a yes. safer sort of setting before they like very much so again sort of like very much so. as, like I don't want to use the word attacking it but like uh, confronting it maybe yeah you know yeah, yeah. In, in like the, yeah, the real world you know yeah um, a very safe it's a very safe place in Spar it's a very safe place to play we've got we've got a we've got a, a, a Grail system where where it's a it's a stand up Grail you put on a table if a kid if a, if a, ch- a child teenager is uncomfortable with a, with a situation they can t- lift it up. And we can move was, on. You can move on I from that. Actually, going to ask about that because I, um, I really like that aspect, especially when you're like thinking about like kids in sort of like a role-playing D and D sort of setting, and um, yeah. that sort of like Deus Ex Machina where they can sort of like get out of something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think is a fantastic idea. It's, you know? Yeah, because because people have this perception that the person running the game, the adult running the game for the kids, would be the one to cause these kind of like. Uh, issues that are maybe a bit too heavy, but it's actually when I was playing with Hatchins, half the time it was the other teenagers that were bringing stuff up, and the way the way they were behaving, I could see like it was affecting the other players. And they, were like, <gasps> they were like, "Oh, I don't, you know, I've got some history of something, or like I, I don't even like like murder, I don't even yeah. like killing killing of these creatures," you know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's it's a it's a culture now that's also starting to. Um, uh, go into uh, normal uh, TTRPG. Because even uh, in some of the streams that I've seen uh, of D&D recently, uh, the DM generally has a rule. Like, if you're you're uncomfortable with this particular Mm. situation, Mm. just raise Mm. your hand up or show this card and we'll fade to black or, you know, or or certain things. 100%. It's so important. It's so important. Because you yeah. don't want you don't want to set these these young these young minds and these young hearts off on the wrong road, you know. Yeah. You want to be teaching them good things. You, yes, you, yes, you want them to kind of like confront things at a good age. But on the other hand, you don't want to, you don't want to bludgeon with stuff and you don't want to put them off. And you don't want to force no. them. I mean, that's yeah. no, absolutely well. not. No. You know, they've got yeah. to be like 
confident enough and comfortable enough to sort of like Ooh. confront it in their own way. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, um, it's still quite so visceral as well, as well, isn't it? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was going to say, like, even just within role-playing, it's still very visceral. Like, people can be, uh, I mean, for the lack of a better word, like, triggered um, just with a particular uh, um, suggestion of an action or or, 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 a, or place or thing, you know? Um, just in, and and as a as a DM myself, and just knowing that my players can uh, will be uncomfortable within that end of the scale. There's uncomfortability mm -hmm. within like oh, there's tension, there's things like that. But if they're uncomfortable because they really don't like what's happening, yeah, you're yeah. pushing it. That's not that's not a great way. It's not to cool. It, yeah. It's not cool. It's not cool. Yeah, it's not cool. So going back to the sign language thing to answer your 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 um your subscribers question. Um, Basically, it's, so it's got the basic alphabet sheet, uh, which is which you, all you have to do is um, is go to the British Sign Language Association and say that you're using their their sign sheet, mm. and it's adapted slightly mm -hmm. to fit in with the shaping element of the game, which is the spell casting. And uh, beyond that, the stretch goals cover that. So a very moderate stretch goal is um, is a, is a full game lexicon, so an entirely new sign language using British sign language techniques. Mm. Um, but specific to the say say say, I, I talked about this with the person I'm in, I'm in contact with who wants to do this for me. He's a, he's actually a prominent um, sign language teacher, and there's another one. There's another. There's a lady in, in Bristol as well that, that, that teaches sign language to kids, and they're both quite happy to help me with it. So that's that's it's coming from a very professional wow, angle. Amazing. Um, you, and it, you know, when, I, when I was gonna, when it was going to be it was going to be a fifth edition D and D module at the beginning before I got before I got Wally ambitious, and um, <laughs> yeah. it was things like Beholder. It was things like Beholder would be like a sign, like oh, with tentacles wow. and with, with body. That's so cool. So that's just that's just an example, but like from a Dungeon Dragons creature. But like uh, you could, the, these sign language teachers will be able to apply their knowledge of the language because it's like anything. Like with it, it's like a different foreign language, like Spanish yeah, or anything. Yeah. Like you, you can start to adapt words, yeah. like colloquialisms and like kind of like regional dialect and stuff. Yeah. So it's essentially the inspires a regional dialect. It would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, like, it's something that like um, maybe as I, I suppose as a child, I was actually pleasantly surprised that um, my mum had to uh, learn uh, American Sign Language because uh, mm -hmm. we we lived in Philippines as the whole American. Um, colonization and whatnot, um, but she yep. learned American Sign Language to help uh, uh, with kids uh, in like Sunday school and things like that. And so mm -hmm. she taught me how to spell in in uh, American Sign Language. But then when I came into Australia, they had a completely different set of sign language, and I was confused as to why I like I wasn't communicating with uh, you know. <laughs> People still don't understand about my game. They're like, I didn't my brother's like, I don't I didn't realize it was a different language in America. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, it is. It's a different language. It spun me out. I'm just like, you mean there's mm. Australian side? It, and it, in it, in my head, it's like, oh, it's kind of like having an accent. Like, they, like it almost. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I, that's yeah. so interesting. That's really really cool. Well, but the sign language changes from region to region in the UK mm. as well, though. You know, it's not oh, all really? the same. It's not all, yeah, completely different signs for some things. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> but so, so another stretch goal, which is not so moderate, but it is, it is very achievable. I haven't put these, these targets too mm, high. Mm. 
um, is 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 um, the American version. Mm. ASL, nice. Yeah, nice. Because for two reasons, obviously, I don't want to call. I don't want to you know block that market from my own point of view. Obviously, yeah. Uh, and the other reason is it is is it's more inclusive. Then. It's it's branching out to a diff yeah. different uh, language. And and if someone if it became very popular, obviously, I'd hire someone to do it in other languages. Mm. Like you would yeah. for a novel, like you would for you know you, you localize it, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So um, yeah, that's that's the ambition. And then my ultimate ambition, as I mentioned before, stream is to is to bring it into a deaf setting. That would be unbelievable if I could bring it into like a deaf, a whole full deaf school, mm. uh, like Elmsfield in Bristol. Um, uh, it would be amazing to run that with a with a with a signing teacher, with a deaf a deaf adult. Um, and get them all to play it in the entirely in sign language. It would just be a dream. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it'd be fantastic. Um, I, I think it's one of the like um, uh, standout aspects of Inspire Isles is this sort of like um, passion to bring it to like a whole section of community that often don't, I suppose, don't get a lot. Um, no. And that's really heartwarming to see. You know, it's it's. Um, uh, I think it's. A, Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. That's really kind. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspirational, I suppose, something yeah. like that. You know, I'm I'm trying to think of like, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. And it, it's it's one of the things that like made me so passionate about the project. You know, like um, yeah, like yeah. We're talking because I, I I did some of the artwork for it. Um, and um, <gasps> really, <gasps> me. Yeah. yeah. Is that not work? Yeah. I I, um, I joked with you. I joked with you before that I didn't actually need a book. I could just put this on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was somebody on Twitter. Didn't you say on Twitter? It's like, oh, it doesn't actually have a game in it. It's just Josh's artwork. I'm trying to like <laughs> it off at the moment. It's an art book um, with instructions. But yeah, I mean, um, Rich contacted me. God, like two, two and a half years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right, just I reached like, out. Yeah, yeah, just reached out. He was like, oh, you know, I, I'd, I'd really like this. This is sort of like this is my idea I want to create. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's really interesting. Because I mean, I, mean mm. I, was, I was an RPG player anyway, you know. And, like, and, into, and into mythology. Yeah, and into mythology. And, 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 a, and a weirdly a decent guy. Oh, mate, thank you. The first person <laughs> on the stream to call me a decent person. I, thank you. I, I, want this as, I want this as a clip, Ralph. I want this as a clip. I'm going to play it on repeat. <laughs> we, we, know better, we know him better we know him much intro. better <laughs> <laughs> they've met me in person yeah. they don't like me <laughs> yeah. um but um i mean you know you said before i was very like enthusiastic but uh one of the things that made me enthusiastic was um this sort of like want to help the deaf community and bring something to them yeah. and sort of get them involved yeah. and get something that they can like really enjoying almost like for want of a better way like call it their own yeah, you know, yeah that yeah, kind of thing yeah, um because yeah. it's i suppose it's akin to like um uh representation isn't it like yeah you don't see many deaf people in, yeah. in movies or anything like that you know and it's um it's important to people it's so important to people um oh, you might be slightly frozen um uh, uh, sorry 
No, okay, we're good. Yeah, okay, we're good. Cool. Yeah. back. There we go. Oh, technology. <laughs> just, just imagine a high-level stream with with entire deaf cast with, with kids signing, and it would just be unbelievable. It would just be incredible. And you know, sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel like a little bit of an imposter, obviously, but being a, being a hearing person. Um, but I want to tell people that I've been working with the deaf community for for over a decade, and I'm very passionate about it. You know, I'm a, mm. I'm a support worker for vulnerable adults. And, for, and I work with kids as well the same amount of time, you know. And it's yeah. um, it's it's not something I've just had a, I've had a, like a bright idea or concept and like oh just, that'll sell a lot of copies or like or this you know I'm 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 tr- I'm going to follow this through. I'm going to go to the right channels. I'm hiring the right people. Like my my deaf colleague Rajni, who's who's a lovely person. She's doing the whole um, tutorials. Uh, for the game, which which is which is released with even the P- if you even if you buy the PDF tier, you get a you get a link to the to a full tutorial, in the alphabet and and, and the, the basic sign language. So it's about bringing it to everyone, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, it's about exposure as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like the amount of um, accessibility uh, within this uh, uh, game book, I suppose, kind of like even goes beyond. Um, deaf awareness because you've added yeah. um, uh, dyslexic friendly um, typefaces. Yeah, that's going to be throughout. Uh, um, I'm, gonna, I'm hopefully if we hit a, hit a certain target, I'll, I'll be able to hire someone who I really trust with the layout and the kind of fonting and and, mm-hmm. and the image, the image um, sort of like design. Uh, and she's very very uh, aware of all these things that I want to bring into it. Um, she, she herself, you know, she's very 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 astute with all this stuff. Um, and also, I, I met someone a year ago as well who, who, who exclusively works with um, people with the, in the autistic spectrum with, mm. with role-playing games. Okay. Jamie Ross, who's, 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 who's business, the uh, Bristol Adventurers Guild. Um, if you want to ever look that up, it's, he's, he's doing absolutely incredible stuff. But he's agreed to like, be a consultant on the game as well. Amazing. So you'll make all the, all, all, the, all the way it's written, like even introducing like, maybe miniatures down the line. To it because you know things like that. Like Ra- Ralph and I are big, big I'm, miniature fans. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for miniatures. Sucker for a miniature. I've got a 3D printer and it's just raring to go. Yeah, but it would be incredible to have the have the races because they're quite simple design in some ways. Yeah, it'd be lovely to have them representational, and then obviously the player characters can be all sorts of designs. But they're essentially like kids. I'd love it to be like a cartoony type figure. You know, like, yeah, uh, like yeah. A, the the you know anything like that would be absolutely fantastic. But um, but but what I'm talking about is 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 the, the things that the people on the autistic spectrum respond to, and and one of the things that Jamie's found is that is that physical interaction yeah. they really love. You know, he, he runs painting classes, miniature painting classes as well. With them. They, they, that's what they do as well. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. So so he's going to be a consultant on the game if we hit a certain target as well, which is just obviously brilliant. It's all going to come together hopefully. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully the public and the backers will see that I'm doing some really good stuff, and I'm trying to, you know, trying to push the right things to the right audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, though. I I think uh, with with the sense of uh, honesty and um, sort of forthrightness that you you're putting into this project of yours, it's gonna uh, it's gonna invite the right people. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Know? It, the 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 right people will come to you rather than you mm. having to you know constantly mm. seek out support because people will see the good in what you're doing and obviously you know 
It's, it's funny you say that because, like, um, we, we've been reading a lot on Twitter recently about people approaching big names in, in the industry and going, mm-hmm. like, oh, just adver- promo this or advertise that. And, and they've yeah. been going, like, you, you can't just do that. You're not even getting my podcast the right name. You're not even getting my stream the right <laughs> yeah. name. You know, you're not even getting my pronouns right, for God's sake. You know? Yeah. Like, um, and I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking that the other day, and I was thinking, like, you know, my interaction with Josh, obviously, like, and, and, and the other artists working on the game, like, I've really established a relationship with these people. I haven't just gone, do that piece of art. I've, like, even, even, even we've consulted back and forth on the way it looks and stuff, you know, all the way through the process and, like, what I want to get across and things. And I've been, you know... And for me, my, my place in my Twitter community, yes, I've got the certain amount of followers, and, yes, the majority of them won't have any relationship with me, obviously. They're just backing something that, or they're mm-hmm. backing me and what I do. Mm-hmm. But, but, but saying that, quite a large percentage of them are. I do have a relationship with. I've been to convention with some of these people. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and I have that discourse. I have that discourse with them all the time. I'm supporting them all the time. You know, the people that I respect most, I, I'm, I'm retweeting, I'm liking, I'm kind of like encouraging them. You know, I'm even reaching out to them through direct messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so like you say, there is there is an audience there because I've 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 worked on establishing that, you know, mm. in a, in a genuine in a genuine way. I want to make friends with these people. Yeah, and I think that uh, to be fair though, that's one of the uh, really good things about uh, I suppose uh, the tabletop community or uh, to some extent the nerd community as a whole mm. uh, is because mm. um, we we tend to uh, gravitate to those who have shared interests because we know. That they're not gonna, uh, they're not gonna judge us. Uh, they're gonna be yep. more accepting with uh, mm. our particular views. And I, I suppose, and in, in, it wouldn't be so much of a, a like a, a bubble per se, but it's just that there's level of mutual respect and support on both yeah. ends. Um, yeah. So yeah, like even just I suppose like D and D as a whole is such a massive sort mm. of community, but the subcultures around it like subcultures yeah yeah it's you know it's huge yeah. you know yeah and, the, i mean the, the, the links to art the artists is is extraordinary i mean half my feeds are of course it mm-hmm. is uh, and that's wonderful there's people you know um i mean i've got there's there's a lot of, there's a lot going on with this game like in terms of like so, you know social aspects and kind of educational aspects and I even got I even got a musician to do to do a, to do an MP3 track with released with a higher edition of the Amazing. game. Amazing. So the kids get it's just about that atmosphere, and it's like getting yeah. you know you know getting connected to that world and like feeling like they're like in some sort of Arthurian setting. You know, yeah. like uh, <clears throat> so it's just there's a lot of stuff going on, and 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 the reason that I've that I've found that I can do this um, is because of the connections I've made. Mm. You know. It's just all the way along. It's just been people supporting me, and I've supported them back. And it's like that—that that give and take, that kind of really lovely mutual respect and support for each other. Mm. Yeah. And it's allowed me to uh, potentially reach a place that I wanted for a long, long time. Since doing my master's degree, I wanted—I wanted to be a creator, an independent creator. You know. Mm. Mm. And and it actually shows. It reflects a lot on your work as well, uh, with regards to like the overarching theme of um, in spirals as well. Is the fact that like oh, thank em- you. Yes, em- empathy and 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 working together, mm. uh, cooperation, things like that, and it's not, it's not sort of like the lone hero saves the world. It's like together we can make yeah. a difference. Yeah. yeah, it's really there's a really interesting mechanic because um, because there's no death in the game. 
Mm. There's no guess in the game. There's only disbelief. So it's the opposite of belief, disbelief. Uh, but what happens is if, if you accumulate enough disbelief, so say, say you lose enough encounters or puzzles and things, then a thing at the, the Grail guy can exact, uh, kind of like enact a kind of a thing called doom, which will affect the world in, in negative ways. So, so mm-hmm. like this area will crumble away, or a volcano will erupt, or like uh, a mine a mine shaft will fall down, or trolls will build bridges on the edge of a city or something. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's kind of like you know disbelief. It sort of in, it, it sort of like in, it imbues the whole world. Mm-hmm. So there are negative aspects, but the kids the teens playing can either choose to level up with belief, using belief to level up their character, or they can reduce disbelief. Ooh. So, so. Yeah. So, That's yes. a tough decision. Yes. Oh, my God. Mm. I hate man. I, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a love-hate relationship. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, it's like playing, playing Dark Souls. Like, do, do, I, <laughs> do I upgrade my weapon? Mm-hmm. Do I upgrade myself? You know, mm. and then you're like, oh, you're like, dark, uh, no, perfect example. So Dark Souls 1, um, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Quileg's sister. Yeah. You can give mm-hmm. her, like, 30 humanity. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You know? And it, I, I, man, every time I'm like, oh. I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to give it to her. And you, you oh. get there, and I'm like, I've got 12 double humanity and, like, mm. eight normal humanity. I'm like, but it's all my Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah but imagine but imagine but imagine though it's slightly different because you imagine that you have to you were playing dark souls and it was a multiplayer game and you had to make that decision as a group yeah <laughs> yeah and so you have to and, choose and whether to level up yeah and it's but it's not even like you know because in dark souls it's quite straight cut because it's like yeah. both yeah. things are like benefiting yourself it's like yeah. this mm-hmm. is like do you want to win the game mm-hmm Want your or do you want to... to be better? And that's yes. like, yeah, which <laughs> yeah. I I love it. I love it, and I hate it mm. in the same. In the same, yeah, way. yeah. You know, yeah, you like you yeah. get to, like you get you get to, you get to level up. Like, but it's te- it's, it's, it's the idea is it's teaching the kids again. It's teaching the teens mm. again. It's like it's about decision making. It's about what what's the what's for the greater good. Yeah, and and it's you not know, the yeah. immediate satisfaction sort of type thing i i feel like that's a that's a a, a problem with a lot of people nowadays like he's you see like uh videos and yeah. mm. uh of kids it's like don't eat the marshmallow i'll give you two and then you got kids yes. like, no nah, i'm just gonna eat it no marshmallow like, yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. i remember i remember when i grew up in the in the 80s and i had a zx spectrum and the amount of time we had to wait for those, for those games bomb jacks load or something mm-hmm. or punchy or whatever yeah 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 <laughs> Like, literally for about five minutes or six minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's like you press the button it's like it's on switch or something bam oh the, just yeah. the fact alone that like it takes a minute to load is infuriating uh like yeah when yeah. it's like are you serious <laughs> like a two minutes to match make what is this 1920 or something <laughs> <laughs> having, 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 having just bought a new pc I, I, I can tell you that I feel this in so many levels. Like my old PC, like I'd get up at like seven in the morning, I'd come downstairs and I'd turn my PC on before I went to like brush my teeth and make myself a coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I knew it'd take that long to turn on and for mm-hmm. like Photoshop to load. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. I yeah. brush my teeth, get my coffee, yeah. sit down, turn it on, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost like nowadays, it's almost you think about turning on and it comes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, 
going back to like Inspire Isles, because I, I I think we should talk a bit more about like the actual like um, so some of the bits like within the game that like really mm-hmm. really interest me mm-hmm. is this obviously this like connection to mythology. Um, yeah, I think it's like I love it honestly. Like you know having having studied it on like um, on so many different levels, like it's yeah. it's so interesting to read and to like see the connections to like um different mythologies obviously there's like celtic in there there's a bit of norse in there which is really nice you've got the arthurian legends yeah um do they play a big part within the game itself because i know the grail guide yes can either take the um you can either be kind of a bit like off you can be arthur or guinevere that's right, yeah. The spirit, the spirit, they're spirits. You're not, you're not physically them. They're not, they're not around anymore. Yeah. But, but, but Avalon's still there, um, and um, and they're still on the on the seats, and uh, that they represent that. Yeah, the, the GM basically. Uh, so you yeah. can pick either one, um, depending on what you prefer. Um, and yeah, uh, the players have something called a have something called a Grail pool which is the thing that separates them from encounters, basically. It gives them an edge in every encounter. Uh, so it doesn't, doesn't, some encounters will be very, very tough, but they have this thing called a grail pool, which is represented by each polyhedral dice. So they've got six dice from 20 to six. And when they've done their checks, when they've done their contested checks with the grail guide, because all, all checks and all combat is contested between the, the GM and the player, um, then they've got this pool of dice that only lasts for like a rest period and they can roll a d20. Say they're failing at that point, they can roll the d20, which is essentially like swigging the Holy Grail, water from the Holy Grail. <laughs> and then it gives them a boost. So it gives them extra points. Mm. So a bit, a bit like inspiration? Yeah, a bit like, it's, it. basically, it's basically the same as an inspiration point, yeah. Cool. Does it, did, I, did I read it right that it's, um, you can like accumulate different dice though? So you can get like a D6, you can get a D8, or is that like up to the G, G's discretion? Yeah, you, so as you, play, as you play a level, you add, to your, you add to the Grail pool, basically. So you, mm-hmm. you, add to, you can have two D6 oh, wow. as you level up. So, and that's the idea. So you can use more, but of course, of course it's equal with the encounter level. Um, right. So and and the way... Be, the, sorry, there could be a, a growing cup of like dice as, as people yeah, sort of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can throw them in a pot, in a pot and then roll them. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bit like a boost, like a superpower, like yeah. essentially like um, yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. Like <laughs> these anime, anime, these anime things where they go. Kamehameha. You just got to believe in yourself. The power of friends. Yeah, or blast them yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's, does it uh, does the entire game like um. Talking about like game mechanics now, does it all revolve mm-hmm. around the two d sixes? Did I read that right? So, yeah, that's right, yeah. And you, yeah. you've got cards which can modify the kind of things that you do. Yep, and the exactly, cards are yeah. going to be included within the book. Yes, that's right. So like and a sheet with like lines and you can just photocopy and cut them out. Oh, yeah. amazing, amazing. Nice. nice. Uh, so, so abilities, so I'll, I'll tell you a bit about this now. So there's, there's three types of cards. So there's, there's abilities, items, and spells. Mm. Right. So... The inspired are the only ones that can teach spellcraft. So they're, they're essentially BSL teachers, the gods. Cool. That's cool. So and, and the, only, the only way you can do that is by giving them belief. 
Right. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right, so, okay. So the only currency in the game is belief. The only thing, the only system in the game is belief. It's all based on that. It's very streamlined. It's the only concept at the heart of everything. And it's it's also like their gold, basically. It's also like their it's also like their drinks. It's also like their um, uh, loads of lo- it, it imbues everything basically. Is it a bit like? Um, is it also uh, a part of like their manner as well? So you yeah, yeah, need, yeah, you, need yeah. you need belief to be able to cast a spell. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So is it yeah. is um one of the things I was going to ask is like um can you find a spell that you necessarily can't cast yet because you don't have enough belief i can't talk about that oh all right okay <laughs> oh Ooh, yeah something good now <laughs> yeah that's no, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's the only thing i can't talk about because nope. there's um that's fine there's a there's a yeah there's something in yeah. Something in the yeah. works. Rich it's lifts, coming. It's lifts coming. the grail. He lifts the grail and, and we fade we almost, to black. We, we, we almost made him spill the beans, Ralph. Keep going. Yeah, Come on. Keep no, the pressure no, on. There's no, beans, there's no beans being spilled. Um, the hornet's but... nest. <laughs> right, one real quick uh, question from, again, one of our uh, co-hosts, Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, w- what time period is Inspire Isles set in, or is it open to interpre- interpretation? Right. So, yeah, that's another aspect. Um, so it can be any era in the modern world, I guess. Okay. So, like, so it can go back as far as the 80s. Like I said, like I want it to be this. Some people, so, someone my age might want to set it in the 80s because, like I said, they were influenced by those films that I grew up mm-hmm. with. So they might be like the kids, they essentially be like playing with the Goonies or something. You know that's cool. that that sort of section yeah. of, of, but it can be it can be completely modern. It can be completely you know if, if when you travel to Earth, it can be in a, in a modern Bristol, it could be a modern London, it could be a modern Milwaukee or whatever. If if we go to the American Sign Language version, um, anything like that. So so in any era, but it has to be kind of modern setting. Really, it's not going to go back to like the Victorian age or something. Okay, all right. Um, is there a reason why you feel like it should be in a modern setting? Is it just because so that the children uh, the teens can at least kind of yeah. be able to... Uh, okay, so it's just the Very being much so. able to Very identify. Much so. It's that relati- relatability again. Yeah, relatability they struggle with the fantasy setting because yeah. they don't have enough... Back- at the time of their lives, they don't have enough background to sort of, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, liken it to anything else. Yeah, agreed. You know, we, yeah. We, we could play something, we could be like, oh, it's like Lord of the Rings or, oh, it's like, yeah. you know... Oh, to be fair, imagine imagine uh, GGing for a, a a party of OAPs where <laughs> they go really far back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's nice. So it's just it's it's determined by the uh, the collective sort of generation of, of players. Fe- feelings about it, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Keeps it relatable, keeps it like understandable as well. I feel. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to move away from that much of a, a diversion from kind of uh, reality, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Again, I don't want all these all these traumatic things mm. being done. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I want them to be play themselves. For instance, another another element which I re- really really love. We, we sort of thought about this. And um, another part of the character sheet is, is art. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. I did. I did notice that. That was uh, actually one of the, the few things I was going to ask, like the, the character so, sheet. 
the different aspects. So the, teena- of it. the teenage player, when they come to the game, whatever art form they're into, and it can even be maths, maths, you know, I'm not saying they have to be into some sort of craft or something, they bring that over to Inspirals. And that, that's their, that, 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 you know, it kind of like dictates their abilities over that and stuff. Mm. So one, one way of accumulating a, a massive amount of belief is through the arts. It's through like performance, it's through like drawing, it's through like crafting, it's through like forging, all these things. Wow. So, so cool. it's another aspect of the real world because the kids, it, say, say you, you go to a table and one, one child like plays the violin or wants to play violin. Another child's like into woodcrafting, another child's into like uh, even like g- gaming, you know, Magic the Gathering or something. Um, they can um, they can bring it into Inspirals, you know. It would be it, you could put like you know violin or something or, or music onto the art section. Their, it can be their craft within the game. Yes, exactly. That's what exactly yeah. what and I they want. Can, so. they, they, they can do that and they can gain things. So like if, yeah. they, if, they, if they come to it like a space with other people, yeah. um, and they're trying to like impress them, they can do their craft so they could 100%, do like, they, 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 they could do sums they could play the violin they yeah could do a card trick you know and but and also but how belief. how passionate how passionate would they feel about that how oh, passionate would they feel when they're playing the game like like i give an opportunity to play play the violin in front of kilner their patron Mate. and like he's like forging and he's like he's listening to it and he's like he's, his hammer's moving at a different time and he's like sparks coming off, and he's creating this, and it, and and, and, and the whole performance from this violin, this, this, this girl plays violin, then from he's created RP, his best sword he's ever done. From an RP perspective, right? Yeah. You know, like say we were playing like fifth edition D anD D, and mm-hmm. we're like went, went went to a tavern or whatever, and we've got a bard, and the DM was like, okay, you know, you you got to play a song. If the bard then pulls out. A violin and starts playing. I, I would lose my mind. You know? <laughs> How awesome. like, it would it'd be the greatest thing in the world. Thing you've ever like, seen. You've you ever know, seen, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and it, I think if you can sort of like build that into the, like the mechanics of the game yeah. itself, yeah. so it sort of like yeah. encourages that. Um, yeah. I think that's fantastic. And well, it, they're I, rewarded I think... for it. They're rewarded because of, because yeah. of the currency is belief. Everything's mm. belief. Everything. Battle, work, yeah. arts. Uh, everything just everything is, is built from it is it going to be a case of so um say say if we use my my my, my previous example so like say they're sort of like playing like a, say they're playing like a, a musician or whatever um yeah. and they have the ability to play the violin now they can go into a place and they're trying to earn belief now as as a player if they say i'm going to play the violin mm-hmm. to to earn belief mm-hmm. Um, would they say earn less belief by just saying that they're going to do the action compared to if they actually did the action? Um, Have I thought that far ahead? (laughs) I don't know. Um, know. All I can can say is if if, if someone did their art um, performance, if someone did a violin performance in a tavern, right then it would be a, it would be a contested check still it would be an encounter right okay so it would be against it would be against my roles whether the audience enjoyed it and then they would be rewarded with belief depending on that who won the, the encounter and by how much by mm-hmm. but they, say say if they if say if they pulled out a violin and actually did a little ditty you as the gg I might actually might get more 
Yeah. Dice. I'll give them some extra dice or something. Yeah. Give them some extra yeah. dice. Maybe give them like 100%. an advantage or something 100%. like that. Like, I've always, you know. I've always, I've always GM'd that way anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you could pull it off, like actually IRL, then then yeah. You 100%. Get, yeah. You get inspiration. Yeah. You get bonus, advantage, yeah. all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. I get on the table and I do a tap yeah. dance. Can you actually tap yeah. dance? Yes. Your, your grail okay. pool mysteriously <laughs> refills. Yeah. <laughs> the DM just gets into his bag and dies. <laughs> you have won. You have won into oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Uh so yeah, so so yeah, so, so it would still be an encounter it will still be in a contested mm. encounter, but uh of course I'm gonna I'm gonna give, you know, yeah advantage and stuff. But then that's that's like the kind of thing that you're trying to encourage exactly that's, that's, exactly you know yeah um, i want the great i want the grail guy to be a teenager i don't want i don't necessarily it doesn't have to be an adult i'm just no. saying that adults and teenagers can play this game equally and enjoy it just as much you know parents can play with the children educators can play with their students yeah um uh the teachers can be the players you know they can yeah. be the player characters yeah i was gonna say you know you can turn it around like the the teenager can be the GG and play, play yeah. for their parents, see what their parents would do in the same situation, you know? Exactly. Because um, edu educators in the tabletop uh, spectrum are trying to encourage the kids to become the GMs. Of course, that's mm -hmm. what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make future yeah. future uh, people that can run the game because how many players are after a, a GM? <laughs> I'll see it on, the, on posts all the time. Like, oh, I wish I could play D&D, &D, but I don't know how to run it. It's like, yeah. well... You know, we got to we've got to get these teens to have the confidence to run the games. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if it's a if it's a streamlined system, if it's a streamlined system, and, and the mechanics are quite clear, and the and the books can be written very very succinctly and kind of like, but you know, this quest RPG that's come out recently is like, like the, the big rival to D and D. Um, part of the reason it's so successful and it's so it's so loved by so many people already is because of the way it's the way it's written mm. and the way it's laid out. It's just so appealing. Yeah. Even like as much as they've as they've simplified fifth edition, mm -hmm. it's still a gruel. You know, mm, there's like, a lot. You pick, you, you, you pick yeah. up like the player's handbook, and you're like, I've got to like as it, DM, I've got one to out read. of four books. <laughs> yeah, one out of four books. I've got to read this, mm, then I've mm, got to read the next mm, one, then I've got to yeah, read the next yeah, one. I've yeah. got to like. It's not good. Remember all that, like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, I, I look everything I'm, up, bro. Like, yeah, as, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a GM, it's yeah. like, oh, hold on, give me a sec. Yeah. 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 Apologies, but I have a, a life outside of being a DM. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm not going to keep this information in my head. I'm just going to Google it every time you ask I me. I wing you know? it. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think that's, you know. Um, I want to let the, I want to let the role playing sing. I don't, yes. I don't want it to, I want it yeah. to be organic. I don't want it to be like stuttering or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always um, said to people, I've always people asked to be up D&D, &D, like they've always asked me, because I'm, I'm quite an experienced GM now, and so they've asked me like, um, what's the one piece of advice you would give players starting out in D&D? &D? And I said, I said to them, ignore the bloody sheet. You know, <laughs> just ignore the stats. Just tell the GM what you want to do. Yeah. And he, they, they will tell you what to roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Initially, I mean, that's, that's the most important, because it, it, does, it make, doesn't make for an organic process if, yeah. if they're going, oh, uh, perception, perception plus two... Um, I want to look at, I want to look at that book on the shelf and see if it moves and opens like opens like a secret compartment or something. It's like say that first. Say, oh, does that book open a secret yeah. compartment? Yeah, yeah. Well, roll perception then. 
don't don't let your actions yeah. Dis, uh, be decided yeah. by no. the numbers on the sheet. No. Pe- pe- no. People tr- people try and play their stats though, don't they? Because they want to yeah, win. Just, they're just playing their stats yeah, rather yeah. than like you know. I I suppose I, I I tend to think I'm quite a good player in that I w- I will mm. attempt to do something even if I know that I'm I'm really yeah. shit at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I I would decide to do that, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna probably gonna fail, and, <laughs> and that's the most memorable stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember that mm. time I was playing a dwarven thief and I rolled into a door? Mm. You know? Yeah, like, it was great. He forgot it was know, a pull door. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. So it's about it's about allowing the players to be in the moment, right? That's what it's about. Yeah. It's about them being yeah. in the moment yeah. and not not worrying about too much. Just what 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 would your character do? And and by 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 definition, what would you do? Because they're very close to themselves. Yeah. But they're playing themselves. Yeah. The ego and the id are, are not so different. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As much as you try to play somebody else as a different character, it, it, it never really works out. You, mm. Yourself always comes through. Uh, you know? um, just just to, just to, just to move on a little bit from that. Um, so uh, part of the character process is 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 done organically as well. So what what the kids have. Um, when they're creating their character, is, is a scenario, okay? Mm. And what it is is these trolls have come on the border of this town and they're about to attack this group of people that you're, you're defending, right? Now, your stats are sword, shield, smarts, um, speed, social, and survival, okay? I love all, the all S's. I kept all, all, all S's. I kept S. it consistent. S all the way through. Now, the, depending on how they react to the scenario with the trolls, it determines their, their the highest stat. So if they say I attack the trolls, their sword would be the highest stat. If they say I defend against the trolls, its shield would be the highest stat. Oh. If they say I'm going to try and trick them, smart. If I'm going to run into this cave, it would be survival. And if I'm going to run away with these people, it would be speed. Right, okay. Nice. I, I, so I, it organically decides what they choose. Yeah. yeah. What's I, your I, first choice? What's your second choice? I've uh, I've had I've definitely had a look at like session zero, uh, games where mm-hmm. the character is like shipwrecked or a a like a uh, uh, I suppose for lack of a better situation like a slave or somebody who's like a blank slate in that sense, and then yeah. they 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 run up on this beach and they find a myriad of like weapons to pick, and then whatever they pick is like okay cool you're gonna be a fighter you pick that or mm. that type of situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I suppose with um, that sort of like uh, RP way of, of, of um, starting and setting your stats, what would be, um, this is another question from one of our, from one of our viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the streamlinedness of the game being essential, uh, is there different levels through the game? So do you start off at a beginner level, like what we've talked about now? Mm-hmm. And then you can add more elements to make it more intermediate and then more again to make it more advanced. And Yeah, so difficult. let me talk about progression a little bit. Mm. So you start off the game with your start adventure where, where, you, where you, just, you, you make decisions about the trolls. And uh, it does determine your sort of statistical array. And, um, but you're, you're foundling and it's what you, go, you go on something called the, the dusting trials. Now, dusting is what I talked about where you go back to Earth and you try and collect belief by, by bringing magic back to Earth. Okay. Your peers, basically. So this is the first adventure. What you do is you go back to Earth under under. You're sort of you know like Lord of the Rings, where they send people to Rivendell, 
Uh, and they're the, the ultimate of each of the races, aren't they? Yeah. Like Boromir and yeah. like Gimli and that lot. They're, represent they're representatives. Yeah, uh, exactly. Who's he? Who's he? <laughs> 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 what is this Lord of the Ring? I've never heard of it in my life. <laughs> uh, so in the same way as they're being representatives of their different races, um, the friends send each foundling player to this place called the Allswell. Oh, dear. Uh, and the other end of it, as you can imagine, it's called Endswell. <laughs> before you go, could you repeat that last bit? Because I think you, you, you sort of cut out a little bit. I don't know if it was the same for you, oh. Ralph. Oh no, it was it was fine for me. Oh, is it fine? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I just didn't want it. So, I didn't want it to be like because yeah. I didn't hear it. And it sort of... So they're sent. They're sent to this place called the Allswell, which is a, basically a portal to Earth, hmm. wherever wherever the wherever the Grail guy wants to set this place, where they go back to Earth through this portal. Yeah. Now. Um, what that means is that um, <clears throat> progression is, 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 is entirely to do with belief. So the amount they accumulate for personally and as a group and the amount they distribute to the, to the Inspirals determines how they level up. And what they do is they get, like I said, the Grail guy becomes deeper, filled up further, as it represents like water. And uh, and you, you get more shapes, abilities, and items that are higher power, so you have more influence on the dice rolling, and that's the only way you progress. Really, you don't you don't you don't um, you don't have any. Your inherent ability is the, the one ability you start with, determined by the friend that you're adopted by, and beyond that, it's all to do with your your own ability and how you've learned things, your own items and what you've bought, and your own spell crafting ability. Right. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so, a good way um, of like keeping it simple hmm. and giving the player a bit of progression because like yeah. progression progression is like such a key element, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that keeps people going, you know, they want to they want to reach level 10, they want to reach level 12, but if you yeah. can be like, you know, I I'm, if I learn this, I can get like an extra like bonus to what I'm rolling mm. every time I roll mm. like, you know, yeah, but there's this, you know, there's like I said, every, there's so there's there's multiple ways and 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 in fact ways to earn belief, and some of them won't be even in the book. They'll be like the player could say to me, like, what if I take an animal companion, like a fox companion, like and I care for it and I like feed it and stuff like that. And I said, is that worth belief? I said, yep, that's worth belief. That is worth belief. I will now accumulate what I think that's worth, depending on what you your interaction with the fox. So I can't make an exhaustive list of everything. I'm going to make a list oh, of I mean, things that potentially could create belief. Yeah. But, um, I, I, but I it's suppose not... it'll, it'll be up to the, uh, the GG yeah. for that one. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. Cool. Uh, we are uh, nearing the end of our time. Um, yep. So I'd, I'd probably finally ask uh, a question that we've been holding. Um, it's our friend yes. uh, Simon, uh, who actually runs an indie game store, a, friend, a local friendly uh, game store um, here in Swansea and he's asking how can he go about getting his game uh, getting your game uh, in uh, his store after the Kickstarter so what are your plans for indie retailers so it'll be all free drive through um, but because they got a print and demand system um, for the hard copies mm -hmm. um, I simply have to um, order a certain amount that the store would like and then and uh, have them delivered there Amazing. Simple as that. Simple as that. Cool. Well, um, we'll make sure to send him that this clip. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so it won't be it won't be complete till at least the end of the year, possibly mm. January twenty twenty one. Yeah. When I've got everything together, but um, but um, 
it's a pretty good time scale, and I've got you know I've got quite a lot of spare time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get my head down and, and really you finish. Give this me bit. enough time to do all that artwork, Barry. That's what it is. I know, mate, I know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting working further with you, Josh. It's gonna be brilliant. That's good. I'm excited. That's, that's amazing. I'm excited. I I'm look I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, if if <laughs> if if your excitement hasn't infected me already, um, mm. the uh, so yeah, so just uh, give us a shout out of your product. This is your space to plug. Uh, to plug your Kickstarter, go for it, go. Yeah, so Ed Sprouls is it's a unique tabletop role-playing game uh, for teenage, but to be enjoyed by adults equally. Um, we're tr honing in on kind of um, uh, educators, even beginners to role-playing games, and obviously teenagers. Um, it's uh, it teaches, it's promoting, it's encouraging uh, empathy, life skills, and deaf awareness, as I've touched on quite a lot. And uh, it's got a lot of unique mechanics, and it's trying to bring a bit of belief back into uh, into the game, you know, a little bit of like kind of uh, free spiritness and kind of youth as well. Um, and yeah, what people see in the Kickstarter launches um, Saturday. There we go. So right. early Saturday, which is. Are you doing a stream for the for the launch? Is that correct? You got a Facebook event or? I got, I got I got an online event. I've just told people yeah. to go to the Kickstarter. I, you know, I'm not I'm not really I'm not really set up for streaming. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a few video messages on my phone. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, nice. And uh, I it's possible that I mean it's it's, it's it's a month. It runs for a month. Mm. So it's possible that I could you know you and I could do something like just have a I chat should, about it. Uh, I yeah. think we should um, maybe towards the end, or yeah. we should do maybe one halfway through and then one at one at the end. Yeah, something like that, yeah. We can involve the Snap, Crackle and Pop Culture podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. We can host something. We can talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I might even get you to create a character. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I, I would love to... I think Ralph and I would absolutely love to play it mm -hmm. as well. Um, give it a proper go with the OG GG, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know, I think it's a fantastic idea, and I think it's a fantastic product. Um, Thank you. I think it's got so much love behind it. Um, yeah, it's got a lot it of passion for it. Yeah, really is inspirational. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I think it's worth um, worth looking into at the very yeah. least. I think there's a lot yeah. of our viewers that would like like yeah. to have it, like you know, a good proper look at it. So, so I do most of interactions on Twitter, as you know. Um, I'm, I'm at Hatchling DM. Um, I got, I've got a website which which provides workshops for for teenagers and school settings for role playing games, and that's why I, again that's why I want to publish the book so I can take them into these settings. Uh, that's uh, at HatchlingsDM.com. Um, Facebook page is Hatchlings Tabletop for Teens, and the Kickstarter is kickstart.com forward slash projects forward slash tattered bear forward slash inspires cool well make sure to uh to uh put uh the links in our social media posts on twitter um and our instagram when we do go live with this uh particular podcast but for the folks at home on on facebook we'll make sure to edit the description so you guys can be linked up and be able to go into the inspires uh, Kickstarter when it goes live on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So yes. not long to go. Very, very exciting. 
Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was, oh, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's been, been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure, honestly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Thank you for agreeing to come on. Okay. Right here. Thank you, guys. Have a nice evening. Um, that's it from Josh and I. Um, you know the drill. SCAPC podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, SCAPC on Radio Public. You can help us uh, by listening to our episodes. It gives us a little bit of uh, money which goes into the bank to make this show a little bit better. Josh, where can they reach you on social media? I mean, they should know by now. And if they I don't, know, right? it's an absolute travesty. <laughs> but Mythic Comics and Art, thank you very much. Basically that on everything. You know, mm. Google it. I'm there. <laughs> uh, I'm at Selma89 on Twitter, um, and I've also got a Twitch, uh, Ralphie's 89 but whatever. <laughs> that's not, that's not <laughs> my time right now. It's Ridge's time, uh, but we are out of time. But thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-b